Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrian Delgado, and in this podcast, I'll give you step-by-step action plans to reach your health goals, as well as my favorite recipes I know you and your family will enjoy. Let's get started. everyone. Welcome back to another episode. Today's topic, we are going to be talking about back to school, back to new routines. So school is coming. And for all my listeners out there with children, school age, this is what this is what we work for, right? This is where the kids go back to school. And we get a little bit of normalcy back. Um, Don't get me wrong, I love the summer. I love that it's laid back and I love that we don't necessarily have to be running around so much and taking people places and homework and making sure that everything is where it needs to be. I love the summer, but I also love structure. I think I love structure more than I love summer. I love routines and I love knowing what is coming next and knowing where we have to be. And I love the, I don't want to say safety around that, but it just feels comforting knowing that I know what is coming next. And I'll be honest with you, um, this was the first year we did summer without childcare. Um, Jim and I just figured out our schedules. Um, Of course, you know, when you have a larger family, there's a lot of personalities that can clash and um, not do so great. So we had to make sure there was an adult here the majority of the time. So that meant for me really taking a step back from program development and um, doing some of the roles that I had in the office because I had to be home. And family comes first. It always will. It always does. So my role has shifted a little bit in the summer, but I am excited to not only have the kids back in school for them, but just for some of that routine for myself as well. Um, I, I love back to school time. Of course, you know, anytime you can buy fresh new notebooks and the anticipation of what the year will bring. I'm excited for my kids. I'm excited for this, you know, new year. My oldest is going to be a sophomore. Uh, My second will be a freshman. So I am now the parent of two high schoolers, which just doesn't even seem right. Um, My youngest son, Ben, he is going to be in sixth grade this year. And then the girls are going to be in fourth grade. So this is their last year at the elementary school. So a lot of great things to be excited about, um, especially, like I said, for them, but also for um, for me, for Body Metrics. We have a couple of exciting things underway that I can't wait to share with you when the time is right. But um, I want to talk about transitions and back to school because... You know, I always say the people that struggle the most are my teachers. And that's because they're constantly in transition. 
you know, again, there's something familiar and safe about structure and having the same thing to look forward to every day. You know what your day is going to look like. You know what the routine is going to look like. For teachers, that changes every year. And it changes multiple times throughout the year because, you know, they go from summer schedule to school schedule to different schedule to time off. And they're constantly transitioning. And it's hard. Transitions are hard, but they're not impossible. And for some of you, the school year is an opportunity for a fresh start. Um, For a lot of people, it's, okay, we're going to pack our lunches. We're going to eat healthy foods. We're going to make dinners and have family dinners. And those are all really great ideas and thoughts. The problem is we also have another transition going on which is kids going from summer schedule to school schedule. And so I just want to put a word out of caution. If that's you, if there is this hope that a new school year will bring all these new health changes for you and your family, I just want to make sure your expectations are realistic because there already is a transition going on Now may not be your best time to start transitioning everybody into all brand new things. You may get a little pushback. (laughs) All right. Again, kids are going from not eat um, a summer full of sleeping to now getting up early. So they may be cranky and they may not be open to all of your brand new recipes and all of your brand new bagged lunch ideas. All right, you may want to slowly ease your way into things. Um, Or, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, maybe start implementing some of those new health changes a week or two before school starts. So that way, not everything is brand new. But today, I'm going to give you four things to think about as you're transitioning to the new routine of the school year. All right. So number one, we're just going to jump right in because that's what I do, um, is number one is not too many changes all at once. Guys, I did this wrong for so many years. I love the idea of a fresh start. I love the idea of January 1st. I love the idea of the first day of school. I loved all of the anticipation and the hope that a new beginning would bring. And so what I would do is I would want to change all of it. I would want to change, you know, how I exercised, how I ate, how I rested my body, how I studied. Like I wanted to do all the things because it was a brand new year, which meant I could do all the things new. And I'll give you one guess as to what happened. That's right. By probably week two or three, I fell flat on my face because it was just too many things to keep up with. I probably say this a gazillion times on this podcast, but why not a gazillion and one? It is honestly and truly the culmination of the small changes that bring about new habits. It's the small changes, the small sustainable changes There is no progress that's too small if it's putting you in the right direction. 
All right, guys. So if you try to change too many things at once, it will get overwhelming and you will do nothing. Pick one thing. Pick one thing you want to change. Maybe you want to start adding vegetables to the kids' lunches. Just do that. Don't also try to, you know, change your whole routine and your whole schedule and everything that you do as well. Just pick one thing and start with that one thing and practice it. Get good at it before moving on to another thing. Again, I tried for years and years and years to always create the big, new, shiny plan, and it always backfired. And for whatever reason, I was like, nope, this year is going to be different. This year is going to be the day. This is going to be my time. And it wasn't. And finally, I had to just be like, okay, I've tried this multiple times. I'm not getting any closer. Let's reevaluate and back it up. All right, so think about what do you want to be different this school year in terms of your health, in terms of your family's health. And then I want you to pick one small part. And I want you to get success with it, right? Success is what we're looking for. We love successes. Success is what motivates us and gives us momentum to keep going, Constantly failing or feeling like a failure? Like, who wants to keep going when you just think you're going to fail all the time? You've got to change the mindset up and give yourself those wins so that you want to keep going. All right? So pick that one small thing, one small change that points you in the direction of your goal and just do that. Okay? Remember, it's already a challenging time. You've got new sleep schedules. You've got new activity schedules. You've got homework. You've got paperwork. My goodness, the paperwork, right? You've got all the things to do. Back to school nights. You've got all these additional things that are required of you. Pick one small thing and that's it. And then when you do that thing, you celebrate the heck out of it. Because remember, it's the act of celebration that tells your brain, hey, let's do this again. So the celebration is an integral part. It's not just a, oh, that sounds like a cute idea. No, no, no. It's important. So you got to do it. All right. Everybody wants the four-step process or the 10-step process of how to do things. This is one of those things. So take note and do it. It makes a difference. All right. Number two, guys, you got to do this. You know, I talk about this all the time. You've got to plan. And when I say plan, you don't necessarily have to plan for the whole entire week. Sometimes we just got to break things up into 24 hour chunks. All right. God gave us night and day. He gave us 24 hours because he knew we could not handle anything longer. And so take his lead. If he planned a day for 24 hours, we plan a day for 24 hours. Would it be nice to plan out the whole week or the next two weeks? Of course, but sometimes we're in survival mode and 24 hours is all we've got in us. So I need you to look at your calendar or look at your schedule just 24 hours in advance. I want you to look at 
who might have practice, who might have an activity, who needs to get picked up late. What does your work schedule look like? So many of my clients, when I ask them, what's for dinner tonight? Or what's for lunch today? Oh, I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. Okay, let's do that now. So that way when lunchtime comes or dinner time comes, you already know what you're doing and it's one less hard decision you have to make in the moment. Because I guarantee you if you are stressed or you are not feeling your best, you're going to go for the quick easy route. So having a plan at the beginning of the day for your meals is going to be so helpful in executing and doing the things you really want to do. All right. So when I look at my day, I'm looking to see what time am I working? Cause my work schedule changes every day. I'm looking to see where the kids are going to be. What time are the kids coming home? You know, if I'm home, what do I have time to make depending on who has activities later in the night? If Jim is home, what is he willing to make? <laughs> Uh, I remember a couple months ago, he told me, Adrian, either the stove or the oven, pick a lane. Don't pick recipes that require both. (sighs) Okay, sure. So I got to make sure that either the whole recipe can be cooked on top of the stove or it can be cooked in the oven because that's helpful to him. So I look at all those things and I plan out the day. I don't hope that it all just works itself out. I think there's too many people out there that are, you know, doing the hoping strategy or the wishful thinking strategy, or I'll just do my best in the moment. I once heard that there's two different versions of ourselves. There is present day self, and then there's future self. And future self, let me tell you, she's a rock star. She can figure anything out. She's going to make all the great decisions Right On Monday, I'm going to eat all the good foods. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to take care of myself. I'm not going to get stressed out at work anymore. I'm going to go to bed on time. And she's going to do all those things because in your heart, you truly believe that your future self can accomplish anything. She's not going to have challenges. She's not going to have hiccups. She's not going to have a sick kid at school. She's not going to have you know a boss that asks her to work late because she's going to kill it. And then we get to that day and we realize that that day looks much more similar to every other day that we've experienced. And so we got to be careful that we don't fall into future self mode where we think, I'll just figure it out and it's going to be the best decision ever. Maybe, hopefully, but that's not a risk I'm willing to take. And I've shared this with you before, every single morning, I write out a plan. I write out a plan for myself. Um, I don't necessarily write out a plan for my kids at this point because they're old enough to make good decisions. Um, They know that if they pack their lunch, they can pack a main meal, a main dish. So sometimes that's a sandwich. They have to pack a fruit. They have to pack a vegetable. They have to pack some type of dairy, which could be like a string cheese or a yogurt. And then they're allowed to pack something crunchy. So like pretzels or popcorn, um, crackers, something like that. And they know that all those things need to be packed if they're going to pack their lunch, which 
I pretty much make them do every day. They're allowed to buy once a month. Um, I'm going to be completely honest and transparent with you. Uh, last school year, they got free lunch. And so because it was a stressful year, we took advantage. And I told them, enjoy it now, because <laughs> once we go back to um, the normal routine, the rules will go back in effect where you can go by once a month. And I don't care what you buy because it's infrequent, right? Because it's only once a month, you buy whatever you want. You want a corn dog for, for lunch? Sure. You want Lucky Charms? Okay. It's once a month, right? But the other days, I know that they're eating a well-balanced meal that is going to help them stay focused and attentive and have the proper amount of nutrients to energize them for whatever activities the teachers ask of them. All right? But no more hoping. No more hoping it just works out. I need you to just take 30 seconds and plan your day. All right? Now, some people, depending on your work schedule or the kids' schedule, cooking every night just isn't in the cards. Okay, that doesn't make it wrong. It just means that's your schedule. And so you have a couple options. You can either prep all your food on the weekend. But some people are like, oh, I don't want to do that. Okay, well, you got to eat. And if you want to eat, relatively healthy, you've got to put in time somewhere. So you can either put it in on the weekends or you can put it in at night. You know, I have some clients, they don't cook every night. They cook every other night. No problem. That's fine. That works. You know, taking advantage of, of different foods that are quick and easy, like bag salads and shortcut, you know, like Purdue shortcut chicken strips. I don't see anything wrong with this. I don't have a feeling like, oh, that's cheating or that's not healthy. No, it's called getting it done. For some of us, we need to let go of that guilt of it has to look a certain way in order for it to work. No, it just has to get done. It's okay to take shortcuts if they're available. You might pay a little bit extra for them, but it's perfectly fine. Right? Use your crock pot, dig it out of the cabinets, throw everything in the crock pot the night before. And then all you have to do is put the insert in the next morning and push start. There's lots of options available. So take advantage. But all of that isn't just miraculously going to happen in the future. You've got to spend just 30 seconds every morning looking at the day and making a plan. Now, I will tell you that I do make my dinner plans for about four or five days in advance, just because when I go to the grocery store, I want to make sure that I have all the ingredients on hand so that going to the grocery store is not one more thing I have to accomplish during a busy week. For our family, I go to the store about every five days because that's the amount of space we have in our cabinets and our refrigerator to feed the people. But for you, you might go once a week or you might go more often. I know for me, I just personally don't want to be spending most of my days going to the grocery store to make meals. I want to do that as infrequently as possible. So you guys, you got to plan. You got to look at the calendar ahead of time and not just hope it works out. All right, so that's tip number two. Tip number three, 
Look at the past to move forward. All right. I know, again, we talked about this with tip number one. We want the shiny new plan. We want the brand new system. We want all the new things because it's a new school year. Chances are you don't need a whole new system. I want you to think about the previous year. And honestly, as I say that right now, I know last year wasn't a normal year. So we might have to look back two years. Okay. I want you to think about what did you struggle with when it came to eating healthy or preparing food for your family? What were your struggles? Okay. Maybe you ate out too much because... Well, last year you were probably trying to support the restaurants, but the year prior, you know, was your plan to cook meals seven nights a week and you found yourself only cooking twice a week and eating out five? You know, what did you struggle with? Did you struggle with eating as soon as you got home from work or from school? Was that witching time between four and six where You know, because you didn't eat enough all day long because you were so distracted with what you had to get done that by the time you walked in the door at four o'clock during the weeknight, you then ate everything that wasn't nailed down. Or maybe you struggled with eating after dinner, or maybe you struggled with overeating at dinner, or maybe you struggled with ordering out for lunches. Whatever it was that you struggled with, I want you to just think about that one thing, all right? Look at the one thing that you had challenges with and make one small step. Here we go, back to tip number one again. Make one small step towards your goal. That's it, all right? We do not need a brand new system. I remember one time I was working with a guy and... um, His wife was working on her doctorate, so he was in charge of the kids. Um, He ran a successful business, um, but he was in charge of the kids and cooking and grocery shopping, and he was feeling a little overwhelmed. And I remember we were um, meeting for one of our appointments, and he's like, all right, I need five new recipes. Like, five new recipes? He's like, yeah, I need a quick and easy, brand new recipes. What do you got for me? Because it's going to be a stressful week. And I looked at him and I was like, you don't, you don't need five new recipes. Do you know how stressful it is to make five new recipes? You've got to find all the ingredients at the grocery store, which is not going to be, you know, be short because you got to figure out which aisle you got to go to, to get these foods. Then you've got to make the recipes, which, you know, first time you make a recipe, it's not as fast as like the fourth or fifth time you make it. You're constantly double checking the ingredients and figuring out what volume you need to add and when to add it and what should you preheat the oven to and what should the temperature on the stove be. You know, it's not a quick thing to make a new recipe because it's new. And so I told him, I'm like, you don't need five new recipes. That's actually going to add more time to an already busy schedule. What are your top five recipes that you know how to make like the back of your hand? And so he told me, and then I was like, all right, let's see. This one's great the way it is. This one, let's clean it up by making these substitutions. This one, let's, you know, make a few other substitutions. Let's swap out one ingredient for another ingredient. This one's fine the way it is. This one's fine the way it is. 
there's your meal plan for the week. And he just looked at me. He's like, that feels so much more doable. I was like, yeah, we try to overcomplicate things all the time. We think we need brand new. Not necessarily. Sometimes the old is okay. And just with a few adjustments, it can be fantastic. But thinking you need to revamp all of it goes back to making things overwhelming. And then we do none of it. All right. So look back to what was challenging prior and figure out then what is your one small step that you want to make to change it. And if you need help with that, call me, (laughs) call me and I would be happy to look at what you're doing and see where we can make the changes. All right, tip number four. This one's going to be a hard one, people. So get out your pen and paper because you've got a little bit of work to do with this one. Number four is where is your downtime? Here's the thing. And I actually got this advice from my husband. So I have to give Jim credit even though I don't want to. <laughs> Where's your downtime? You cannot continue to add without subtracting somewhere else. That is what he told me one day when I wanted to do so many new things with work. And he's like, these are all great ideas, but something's going to give in order for you to add. Because here's the thing, we only have a finite amount of time given to us. And we only have a finite amount of energy. And when it's gone, it's gone. So if we're going to devote time and energy and effort into something additional, then that means we have to take time and energy away from something that we're already doing. You don't just get more time. You don't just get more energy. You're just reshuffling and reallocating. And so if you want to add more things to your day, then that means you're going to have to take out something else. And I know that's not what you want to hear because it's not what I want to hear. I want to believe I can do more things and just do them better. And I want to be able to do this and this and this and that. And there's not, there's not enough of me and there's not enough time to do all those things. So if you're going to say yes to another thing, it means you're going to have to subtract out something else. Chances are, if you're going to add more stress to your day by trying to do all these things, you're going to compensate somewhere else at ni- later on at night. And for a lot of us, that means overeating after the kids go to bed because we're exhausted mentally, physically, emotionally. I'm not saying that it's bad to want to add things to your day, but we have to be realistic. We want to add things, but we don't ever think about where is the time for those things. And that has to be a critical piece if you want to execute it successfully. So if you want to start adding more nights of cooking to your health habits, which is fantastic. It's fabulous. Absolutely. I, I'm 100% behind you with that. You also have to think, though, about the time it's going to take to cook. And so how's that going to happen if you're going to work till 6 o'clock 
And then the kids need to be at practice by 6.30. Oh, yeah. Uh, how's that going to work? And so a lot of times in our head, if we can't come up with a solution, we must think then, well, I guess it won't work out. I guess I just won't be able to do that. That's not true. It just means we're going to have to get a little bit more creative. It means we might have to give up some time on the weekend to do some prep work so that it can be quick to cook during the week. It might mean we have to go to bed a little bit earlier so we have time to wake up and exercise before the kids get up. It might mean we have to make a grocery list before we go to the grocery store so that way we can be efficient with our time and our resources while we're there instead of going four times a week because we're just picking up random stuff and hoping that it can turn into a meal. I used to shop like that. I would just get a bunch of ingredients and then I felt like I was on an episode of Chopped every night. It didn't work. So then I realized I had to carve time out of my schedule sometime during the week to make a grocery list because then I was much more efficient during the week. But you cannot keep adding without subtracting somewhere else. And it doesn't mean that you're not able to do all these things. It just means you're human and it's how it works. The kids going back to school and settling into a new routine is an addition. It means something else has to go. And so again, this whole purpose of this episode was not to be depressing or be like, oh, I guess I can't do anything. No, I just want to set you up for success. And in doing that, I want you to have realistic expectations. And so whatever your goal was, I just want you to cut it in half. Just cut it in half so that you actually can come out with that win. Right? Start with those small steps. If you're adding a whole bunch of stuff to your life right now, maybe now's not the time to start adding a whole bunch of things with your health too. doesn't mean you never will. It just means let's be realistic about it. All right? I feel like that was, I feel like that was a lot today. And again, if you know my heart and you know my, um, my intentions, it's never to be unmotivating. It's all about setting you up for success. And I just want you to just take a good, honest look at what's going on. And again, if you need help, that is what we're here for. Right? At Body Metrics, we've got 10 dietitians that have a lot of ideas of how we can take your current situation and be helpful. Sometimes it takes a random person outside of the situation to be able to look at it objectively and help. So, you know, utilize us. Let us help you. We actually have meal planning sessions as covered visits with your insurance plan where you can come and we can help you find recipes that are five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever you need to be successful. We can even filter out food preferences. So you've got a kid that doesn't like mushrooms and you got another kid that doesn't like tomatoes. All right, give me all your five minute dinner ideas without mushrooms and tomatoes. 
done. No problem. Use the help, right? You're not in this alone. You do not have to make all these decisions by yourself. We're here to help and we would love the opportunity to work with you. Again, all you need to do is go to bodymetricshealth.com and you can schedule an appointment online or you can do it, um, you can call our office and we'd be happy to help you. All right, guys, we need to get you your recipe for the week. So this week's recipe is a Tuscan bean with basil, pesto, and mushrooms. All right, so for this recipe, you're gonna need two tablespoons of olive oil, one small onion peeled and chopped, one 10 ounce package of baby bella mushrooms, and you can go ahead and quarter them, two cloves of garlic peeled and minced, a half a cup of dry white wine, a half a cup of vegetable broth, two cans of cannellini beans, one jar of basil pesto sauce, a six ounce package of baby spinach, salt and pepper to taste, and finally two tablespoons of Parmesan cheese. So this one's a quick, easy recipe. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna heat the oil in a nonstick pan over medium heat, and you're gonna go ahead and add your onions and cook them for about three to four minutes until they're golden brown. Next, you're gonna add the mushrooms and garlic, and you're gonna stir them for about five minutes until the mushrooms soften up. Next, you're gonna add the wine, and then you're gonna stir eight to 10 minutes until the liquid is reduced in half. And you don't need to stir continuously, but you are gonna have to cook it for about that eight to 10 minutes uh, to reduce the liquid. And basically reducing just means look at the volume of liquid that's in the pan and when it gets cut in half, then you know it's good. Reducing liquid intensifies the flavors, so that's why you do this step. All right, then step three, you're gonna add the vegetable broth and the beans. When you add those beans, make sure you do rinse and drain them first. You wanna make sure you get rid of all the sodium. Um, so you're gonna add the broth and beans and then you're gonna bring it to a simmer, which is a small boil. Then you're gonna add your pesto and the spinach and you're gonna cook for about two to three minutes. Go ahead and give it a stir until that spinach wilts. It will not take long. And then finally, you're just gonna season it with a little bit of salt and pepper and sprinkle with cheese before serving. And this is a great, easy weeknight meal. It does take about 20 minutes or so, um, but it's tasty. Again, you can go ahead and add some protein alongside of that to make it complete. Um, but I don't know, I love anything with pesto in it, so this recipe is a winner if you ask me. All right, guys, I hope you have a fantastic week and happy school year to Everyone going back to school this year, I wish you a successful school year and we'll see you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricspa.com. Or you can find us on socials. We're on Instagram at Bodymetrics Health or on Facebook at Bodymetrics Health and Wellness Services. The book, Nourish, Eat, Repeat, 
is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, 